Mackie, where are you going with the weird news today? Well, this was kind of strange. It seems that Conor McGregor doesn't know his own strength. We should have known this, I think. The former UFC champion sent uh, Miami Heat's mascot to the hospital during Friday's NBA Finals game. The incident began as a planned sketch where McGregor and the mascot were to exchange blows in a fake fight on the court. I see. McGregor's punches were so strong, however, he accidentally injured the man inside the costume. <laughs> oh, no. He knocks him down and then oh, gets on top no. of him and punches him in the snout. Well, it looks like his fist goes right through the snout. Oh, Must man. Must hit the guy in the face. He was hospitalized for minor injuries, expected to be okay. Good grief. Stunt gone awry. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Know the difference between the playing the role and really throwing a punch, I think, here for yeah, exactly. this dude. There are all sorts of things homeowners can expect to find in their basement, Mackie. You know, you go downstairs and, you know, if you got a basement like mine, it's, you know, dungeon-esque and, you know, it's 100 years old and, you know, you never know much. You know, cobwebs are down there. Oak shelving everywhere. Yeah, there might be some oak shelving. On rollers. Yeah, could be. Maybe you find a leaky pipe. Maybe, you know, there's all kinds of stuff in your basement. Yeah. But have you ever found a horse in your basement, Mac? A horse? A horse. A family in Illinois couldn't believe their eyes. A horse turned up in their basement. It had apparently been walking outside the house, and it fell through a window well and landed in the basement. So it falls into the window well somehow and goes through the window. And then they've got a horse walking around in the basement. Very confused animal, suffered some small cuts, but was otherwise okay aside from being very confused. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's very difficult to coax a horse out of your basement. So a large animal rescue team. Got to climb stairs. Yeah. From Missouri had to be called in to help. So Illinois, they had to call a team from Missouri. To help. How long did it take to get? They had a horse in their basement for a while. Yeah, I think so. You know what I'm saying? So they got the team there. They get the horse uh, coaxed out of the basement finally. A large annual annual uh, animal rescue team. Able to give it uh, the careful walk up the steps, evidently, once they had gotten the horse's trust, I suppose. Up the basement stairs into the kitchen. Then they led it through a sliding glass door where it was met by a veterinarian yeah, to make sure he was okay. Wow. <laughs> That's an adventure. That one, you know, they'll be telling that for generations in their family. You remember when Uncle Franny uh, <laughs> they had that horse come through their basement? Yeah, wow. <laughs> Several people uh, injured after a stunt went wrong on the set of Gladiator 2. Spokesman for Paramount Pictures announced an accident occurred during a planned stunt sequence Uh that left uh, several crew members with non-life-threatening injuries. total of six people received medical treatment for burn injuries, four of whom remain in the hospital. Goodness sakes. The sequel to the 2000 epic Gladiator uh, will star Paul Mescal, Pedro Pascal, and Denzel Washington. Ridley Scott returns to direct... Scheduled to hit theaters in 2024, fall of 2024, but this might set things back a Something little. Something went think. seriously wrong there, huh? Six people burned? Man, that doesn't sound good at all. Wow. 
Goes back to the safety on the set deal. Had that in the news a lot lately, I guess. Yeah, true. Man charged with shooting a mouse. An indie man charged uh, after Indianapolis Metropolitan Police claimed that he shot at a mouse outside the home that he lives in. Police responded to a report of shots fired. Yeah, people are going to call the cops when they hear shots fired. Outside, yeah. Property owner on scene, Richard Arias. He told police that uh, resident uh, 22-year-old Frankie Rosa was shooting outside the home. Officers say they witnessed Rosa squatting down in in the front yard and giving commands. So, what is he doing? He, yeah, they took him into custody, but Rosa told officers he was outside shooting his gun because he had a mouse caught in a trap. Stop or I'll shoot. Evidently a little bit drunk, maybe, or something. There has to be some something that's tipped him over sideways on this deal. Because... And he's like giving commands to the tra- the people in the trap, or the mouse in the trap, <laughs> the people. And because mice are people too, Mackie. They are. Yeah. Well, he added that he brought the uh, trap outside and fired one shot. So he was only he thought that's ah, no big deal. I, I fired one shot. Right. He's trying to scare him to death while he's stuck in the trap. I told him to be quiet, and he wouldn't be quiet. <laughs> What a nutcase. Okay. Mac, what do we have in the uh, weird news today? South Korean police have arrested a British man for attempting to climb Seoul's uh, Lodi World Tower. Security guards spotted George King Thompson climbing the 123-floor building without a rope. Wow. Called the police. Yeah. Firemen said they intercepted the climber on the 72nd floor. King Thompson was also arrested in 2019 for climbing the uh, London Bridge Tower. So he's just a, <laughs> like a like a climber with yep. no with no rope. He's obviously got some confidence. I was reading something recently about one of these guys in the 1920s, uh, back when skyscrapers scrapers were kind of brand new in New York. There was a guy that would climb the side of the building with no net type thing, no rope, yeah. no nothing. Pretty pretty crazy. Rock climbing skills, I guess, come to play, huh? Either that or your Spider-Man, maybe. Yeah, Spidey. A man in Los Angeles was cleaning out a family member's home. He stumbled upon a pile of bank bags containing one million pennies. They figure it's a million pennies. John Reese is going through his father-in-law's belongings. Made a discovery and didn't make a whole lot of sense, he said, or sense, depending on how you want to look at it. Didn't make any sense to him, but it was a pile of old bank bags containing a total of about a million pennies. It's unclear exactly where the bags of pennies came from or why his father-in-law had them. Reese says that he's received offers from some coin collectors, evidently, but has been advised not to do anything until more is known about these bags. Yeah. Where did all these pennies come from? Was he collecting all of his pennies through his whole lifetime, or did he lift the bank bags from somewhere, possibly? I'm sure that's what the question is, right? It's already been determined that the pennies are at least 40 years old because they're all copper. And the U.S. switched from copper to zinc in the early 1980s. Okay. It's uh, for that reason why coin collectors may be willing to pay up to $25,000 for these pennies which would normally cost about 
ten grand. It says here. Well, if you take a couple zeros off the million pennies, then it's uh, that's how much money's there is ten thousand dollars. Sure. But maybe some collectors going for twenty five grand. But there could who knows how old they are. You know, some, if it's all copper, it's worth more than the current pennies. Just because you could, well, you're not supposed to destroy currency, though. So I don't know how they get away with maybe cashing it in somewhere, you know, not just copper-wise. But then there has to be, they're, they're gambling that there's going to be some really old pennies in there, you know. Well, here's a weird one from Columbia. Four children who went missing over a month ago after their plane crashed in the Amazon rainforest in Columbia. Yeah. Have been found alive. Amazing. What an amazing story. Colombia's president, Gustavo Petro, tweeted the news late last week and shared photos of the children with the rescue teams. The indigenous children, aged 13, 9, 4, and an infant, were the only survivors of a plane that crashed in the Colombian jungle on May 1st, killing three people, including their mother. President Petro said... Uh, their learning from indigenous families and living in the jungle had saved them. Yeah, sure. If they'd grown up. Yeah, around people who were kind of know know the culture, what you can eat and what you can't eat in the wild. Yeah. It sounded like mom had lived for a couple of days afterwards, and, and those children had to watch their mom die, but were able to survive in the jungle. With an infant sibling. Just amazing. It is. It's yeah. an amazing story. That is. Well, there's stupid, and then there's lighting up your fire pit while the country is in flames, kind of stupid. <laughs> As if the dense smoke filling the air over much of North America from Canadian wildfires wasn't enough of a warning. Authorities in Nova Scotia uh, also institute a province-wide ban to open fires. They're saying, look, you know, the whole continent seems to be on fire, so let's not have any fires here. But that didn't stop a woman from enjoying a June night around the fire pit. And evidently she was, well, she's like 300 feet away from the woods, it says here. But if it's a big fire, there can be sparks fly. And if it's that dry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what would stop her from enjoying the fire pit again is the nearly $29,000 fine. It's a little bit different depending on where you live, I guess, and how serious they are about finding you. $29,000 fine that she's incurred for setting an open fire on her private property in Nova Scotia. Wow. Yeah, I guess. Know what burning restrictions are in place before you right. go to light a fire. Well, when the entire <laughs> east coast of Canada and the United States is... Seemingly going up in smoke. Under under smoke warnings, maybe, yeah. you, maybe you want to uh, think before you do that. Not advisable. Shall we go into some weird news? What's on that front today? Well, this one's kind of spooky. A woman is recovering after waking up inside a coffin at her funeral. Oh, bizarre. Happened Friday in Ecuador. Mourners were gathered to say goodbye to 76-year-old Bella Montaña, declared dead from cardiorespiratory arrest. That diagnosis was a bit premature as she started banging against the inside of the coffin. Good grief. <laughs> Man, that is so bizarre. Medics uh, quickly administered aid and later determined she'd suffered from catalepsy, a condition that causes a trance-like state, slower bodily functions, and a body rigidity. 
Her son called it a miracle from God that his mother is stable and on oxygen. What a scary deal. <laughs> and for the family, they got to feel like, what oh, in the world? Yeah, they, you know, you the doctor, you just said that she was dead, and now she's banging on the inside of the coffin. Obviously didn't embalm her. No, yeah. In a lot of countries, they don't, so. Yeah. But how about, you know, little grandkids at the at the funeral, you know? <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Yeah, maybe their first funeral ever. Is there somebody in there? <laughs> oh, my goodness. A man from Central Florida arrested after jumping from a second-story apartment window after emergency responders were called to the scene to address a car crash into an apartment building. So reports indicate that the crash happened sometime before 4 a.m., this reckless driver was looting apartment buildings and crashed his vehicle into the apartment building. 44-year-old man tried barricading himself in a second-story apartment. He was burglarizing, but eventually jumped to the ground after the SWAT team was called to the scene and threatened to shoot the man if he didn't surrender. The man is adding this incident to a long list of crimes that include 139 previous felony charges and 30 felony convictions. And I know we've maybe uh, talked about it a lot in our country recently about how maybe we don't need to keep people in jail so long for certain crimes or whatever. But 30 felony. But this guy is out with 139 previous felony charges and 30 felony convictions? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe uh, they should look at a little bit more time for this guy on the inside. South Dakota man's behind bars after being accused of throwing knives at police officers. Yeah, that's generally frowned upon, I yeah, would think. I would think so. The chaotic scene unfolded Friday near Sioux Falls Regional Airport. A deputy who was patrolling the area responded to reports of a man threatening people with a knife. The suspect was noncompliant and aggressive allegedly pulled knives from his pocket and threw them at responding officers. He was eventually tased and arrested. No officers were hurt, thankfully. Wow. And a viral video of an ex-NFL player and his previous wife arguing with weapons in a parking lot in Austin, Texas, is being circulated. The video from 2020 shows the former wife holding a knife, the former star, holding a gun before police come to intervene in the in this situation. And once the cops arrived on the scene, they ordered the two to drop their weapons, which they both do before being handcuffed and separated. The heated argument that uh, could have been deadly was apparently over cheating accusations within the marriage, and the ex-wife was charged with burglary with intent to commit aggravated assault with a deadly weapon while the ex-NFL player was not charged in the case. So evidently they just figured he was defending himself. Okay. Earl Thomas. Evidently uh, not a good situation there. No, sure doesn't seem like it. Here's something you don't see every day, a police officer leading another police officer on a high-speed chase. <laughs> not usually. That's not usual. Sheriff's deputy in Florida clocked an Orlando police officer in his cruiser going 80 miles an hour in a 45-mile-an-hour zone. The deputy turned on his lights and gave chase, eventually reaching a speed of 90 miles an hour before he's able to pull him over. 
as captured on the deputy's body cam, an Orlando cop got out of his cruiser and shouted, What? I'm going into work, my man. Why are you trying to pull me over as I'm going to work? Because you're going 80. Deputy responded, because you're doing 80 in a 45. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) He then asked for the officer's driver's license, and he responded no before getting back in his cruiser and driving off. The officer identified as Alexander Shawnee, charged with reckless driving. Yeah. Fleeing or eluding police and resisting an officer without violence. The Orlando Police Department later announced that Shawnee has been relieved of his duties pending a criminal investigation. The end of the line, maybe, for this guy. Yeah. Wow. Can't be going 85 through a neighborhood. Doing an 80 and a 45. Right. I got to get to work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. You know, you could just say, "I'm," you know, pick up the phone, call. I'm going to be a little late today. Yeah. The manager of the morgue at Harvard Medical School. I think they got a lot of smarty pants there at Harvard. Harvard, yeah. They're smart. But the manager of the morgue is under federal indictment now for allegedly stealing, uh, selling stolen body parts. Oh, man. According to the indictment, Cedric Lodge stole parts of dissected cadavers. How weird is this? What what's going on yeah. here? Dissected cadavers. What do you do? <laughs> uh huh. Sell new single for cash, coming out. Make a dollar or two, something like that. <laughs> uh, it took he took him to his home in Goffstown, New Hampshire, after he stole the dissected cadavers, which what? is a term we haven't yeah. had on the show. I don't think. Uh, he then sold the parts online. Lodge's wife and two alleged buyers were also charged in the indictment, uh, released on Wednesday. Yeah, you got to get the buyers and the sellers and everybody in between on this deal. Wow. <laughs> the manager of the morgue at Harvard Medical School. You think highly trusted, you know, right. upscale, you know, got it all put together, yeah. a man of science. Good morning, Dr. Lodge. Good morning. <laughs> or is it, good morning, Dr. <laughs> yeah, good the, morning, Dr. Lodge. Yeah, I think maybe that's <laughs> happening. A Belgian man has gone viral on social media after he faked his own death to teach people a lesson. I'll teach you people. I'm teaching you people a lesson. <laughs> 45-year-old David DeBerton, with help from his wife and children, evidently, orchestrated this plot to convince everyone that he'd passed away. His daughter announced his death on social media, writing, Rest in peace, Daddy. I will never stop thinking about you. Why is life so unfair? Why you? You were going to be a grandfather, and you still had your whole life ahead of you. I love you. We love you. We never, we'll never forget you. Pretty convincing. Yeah, yeah. Graveside funeral, planned, and mourners filed in to pay their respects. Then suddenly a helicopter flew in. <laughs> It's like out of a movie, isn't it? Yeah. Helicopter flies in, lands about 50 yards away. The door swung open. Out walked David to the shock of everyone. Daddy's back. He said, cheers to you all. Welcome to my funeral. 
Some ran to him and gave him a hug, while others stayed back, stunned and confused. (laughs) No one understood why he did this, but he later explained his motivation. He said, What I see in my family often hurts me. I never get invited to anything. Nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I felt underappreciated. That's why I wanted to give them a life lesson and show them that you shouldn't wait until someone's dead to meet up with them. It was all... There's all this ploy. Just to get together. Video was shared on TikTok. Commenters have been uh, having differing opinions, of course. Some say his stunt was brilliant. Others called it cruel. But in the end, David says it worked because he's, his friends and relatives, they all reached out to him after that. It's not brilliant. Wow. What if your mother or sister or somebody had a heart attack because you'd passed away? Yeah, really. A Republican uh, congressman removed his glass eye during a soccer match to make a point. Dan Crenshaw of Texas was a former Navy SEAL who lost his right eye in the Afghanistan war. During the congressional soccer match this week, the Republican team believed the referees were making bad calls. So while celebrating with his team after his win, Crenshaw jokingly popped out his glass eye and said, the refs have two eyeballs, but they don't use them, so I'm going to give them one of mine. (laughs) <laughs> That's pretty fun. That is great. <laughs> <laughs>